Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey there, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to episode 53 of Betting with the Bears with your hosts, Matt and Puneet. Puneet, how are we doing? Doing good, doing well. Thursday, so we're, we're almost into Friday. So happy for the weekend. Happy that sports is back because yesterday was a little dull. So tonight we got some football action, which will be fun. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a lull yesterday because we just had baseball, so we decided not to record. But we got football back tonight. We got uh, or we got NBA Finals back tomorrow, possibly the last one. So got to take advantage of these sports while we can. Yeah, don't want to talk about that just yet being possibly the last game. I'm not ready. I know it's sad, um, but our picks went well again on Tuesday. I think that's three. It's three, three and one games in a row, or three and one days in a row, I believe. Yeah, so we are nine and three now overall for the week um, after a few days of kind of and last week was was not that great. So uh, just like we said, we're bouncing back. Yeah, and we will get this game prop figured out. The frustrating thing is it was funny. We were doing the preview for the NBA game and we both had like said, like, oh, we like the under, but we didn't choose it for our game prop, which is kind of frustrating. So the first half didn't even come close to hitting. And that game was just a dogfight. But we will get the game prop right and then we'll start having just blowing out four no days. Yeah, then it'll be easy money. Easy money sniper. Um, but before we get started, uh, we, I have a trivia question for you. Are you ready? Let's do it. So LeBron right now has the second most NBA playoff games played ever. He will tie the person in number one with tomorrow's game at 259 playoff games. Can you name who is ahead of him? Is it a, like? It's someone that you Reese? know. Okay. Um, is it Tim Duncan? So Tim Duncan is third. Damn. Huh. Um, he has 251. LeBron is at 258. Okay. Uh, Dirk? No, Dirk is he's not, not even in there. No, he's not even in the top. Jeez. So is this someone our generation? Yeah, he's played. He's played on like legendary teams. I'll give you a hint if you want it. Legendary teams. So, Paul Pierce. <laughs> no, he is. On the, the I knew Celtics. he wasn't even close. Yeah, Celtics didn't make the playoffs enough. Yeah. This person. Yeah, give me. Was- give me a small hint. All right. Um, small hint. So he's been a part of two different teams when they've made multiple deep playoff runs, but he had more, he had heavy playing time in the first one, which was in the, which was um, like back in like the early two thousands. T-Mac? No. <laughs> um Early two thousands. I was. I don't know why Carl Malone came first, but I don't. I know that's not right. Um, man, Malone is tied this? with Danny Ainge for eleventh. Okay. Um, I can give you another hint. This one. This one's a little bigger of a hint. Okay, fine. Uh, you have watched him hit a buzzer beater in your lifetime in the playoffs. Robert Ori. So Robert Ori's fourth. That's that. Those are that, that was the other person. This was like one of the most improbable 
buzzer beaters there was like less than a half second left oh Derek Fisher yep Derek Fisher wow yeah I was I was thinking of Lakers and I was like uh, the only person I thought was Kobe but I was like no because like there were those couple years where they blew too yeah Kobe so Kobe's seventh yeah Derek Fisher so the reason why he got that so high was because he went to Oklahoma City after that was the second team yeah I totally forgot about that but he barely played yeah so yeah, um, whatever that was not yeah. not good on my part I'll yeah be better it's all good <laughs> um but also this is a new segment for today i want to do a fun fact of the day thanks to right. a, a loyal barry we have so there's two lebron facts both are equally as interesting so in, in nba history only seven players has put up a postseason game or sorry a full postseason with 500 points 150 rebounds and 150 assists Larry Bird did it once in 1987. LeBron has done it the other six times. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this I'm one all for LeBron facts and LeBron being the best because this is uh, he is. Yes, this one is just more of a weird stat than it, it being LeBron being the best. But even though his career averages are 27, seven and seven, he has never recorded a game where he had 27 <laughs> points, seven rebounds, seven assists. <laughs> yeah, you. Th- I think I knew that. I've seen that. I, I had no idea. Isn't that crazy though? Like, yeah, that's, that's just like a weird numbers thing. Yeah. I mean, never in his 15,000 games as a pro, has he done that? I wonder if like, watch it be like his last game ever. He's going to put 27, seven, seven. Yeah, I know. That would be funny. Yeah. Um, Cause LeBron seems like someone who's like ultra aware of random oh, things like that. 100%. And like, he would do it just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Like I mean, his last game ever. In the lockout year, and like this would be like 2012 was a lockout, I think. Um, like no team has ever won back to back to back to back games while all on the road. But granted, like that's never happened, like rarely happens because it only happens in a shortened season. But that one lockout year, LeBron like made it a point to be like, Yeah, we're the first team ever to win three games back to back to back all on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he's definitely aware. And I don't mean to say that as like a, a joke on him or whatever. Like it's cool. I like, I think it's cool that he's like aware of all this stuff and like yeah, these are like too. the milestones that I need to beat. Uh, it's just yeah. funny that like he chose one like that, like so arbitrary. Yeah. Hey man, uh, he just wants all the records. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Um, all right. So before we get into the the meat and potatoes of it, we'll go quick around the sporting world. So the MLB Braves are up 2-0. Um, they should finish it off. Maybe not tonight because the Marlins have their stud Sixto Sanchez pitching, but. I don't think the Braves are going to lose three in a row. Yeah. You mean, dude, you don't think they're going to lose three in a row? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you were talking about tonight's game specifically. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, the Braves are going to win this series now. <sighs> Six-toe might squeeze out a win here. But, I don't know. The, the Mar- Marlins just seem like they've their, their crappy roster has caught up to them now. Yeah, exactly. And they, they're able, able to beat the Cubs because the Cubs can't hit with, with shit, but the, the Braves are just mashing on them. So I agree with yeah. you. Um, and they play today, uh, the closeout game. That's the first game today. The next game, uh, the, or the next series, we're going to talk over the Braves, the Yankees and the Rays. Um, so Yankees won game one, and I was kind of like, oh, here come the Yankees, of course. But good on the Rays. They won two in a row. I think they close it out tonight. Yeah, I- I don't know. Just the Yankees bats. I mean, Giancarlo, he's had a homer now in five straight games. I know. He's just playing out of his mind. And just simply because of that and seeing how well they are hitting, I can't bet against them. You know, I I, I feel like they're going to tie the series up. 
Yeah, and tonight's a, today's a weird game because it's like a really bad pitcher for the Yankees and uh, Jordan Montgomery, and then the Rays are just doing a relief day. So they could just put yeah, up, so they could just put point, up 10 yeah. runs. Exactly. Uh, when you when you see end up seeing things like that where it's just bullpen games, basically, it's generally the better offense wins. And I think that although the, the Braves have been putting up runs, I, I, I it's hard to bet against and go against that offense in in the Yankees. Yeah, that's true. And the, I don't know. The Rays have been hitting as well or been hitting. Yeah, yeah. Well, as well. So we'll see yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Next one, the Astros in Oakland. Um, I'm glad, you know, the both games we picked the turds as our dog, they won. So nice of them to, to get a loss on the table when we don't bet on them. So we can actually root for them to lose and they, and they oblige. Yeah. yeah. Thanks but guys. Up, yeah. But they're up two to one. So they'll probably close it out. Yeah. Odds aren't out for that game yet uh, because the assholes haven't uh, announced their pitcher yet. Right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so we just a quick kind of fast forward to our picks of the day. We're we're still uncertain about the dog because not all the odds are out. So um, that's just something to keep in mind, and, and we'll be monitoring this game until they announce the starter, and then we'll be able to provide a dog for the rest of you guys. Yep, exactly. So most likely on the podcast today, we're not going to have a dog uh, because same thing with the with the Dodgers Padres series. The Dodgers haven't announced who they're going to have starting, um, so their odds aren't out for that yet. And since it's kind of tough choosing a dog with only one football game and then four MLB games, we would like to have all the information before we make a choice. So we'll put one out, just not on the podcast today. Correcto mundo. And then tonight there's a college football game. Uh, Tulane plays at Houston. Um, the funny thing about this one. So Houston's had like multiple, multiple games um, that have been canceled to COVID. I don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if you were aware of that. Not really. I mean, these are not like big time football schools that I've paid attention to, but I mean, good for them. I, I mean, not good for them, but um, well, yeah, kind of good for them that they're able to get over that hump and, uh, and, and be able to move forward and play some games here because we all see what's happening now with the NFL. And, and I'm actually worried that the, the season might get halted or something. Yeah, that is a concern. Um, but yeah, is there, sorry, I, I kind of moved on. Is there anything you want to go over with the MLB? Um, you did, uh, we didn't mention, um, just kind of the recap of the Dodgers Padres game last night. Um, that, that was a really fun game. I don't know. You were probably asleep cause that was yeah. way past your bedtime, but it yeah, was, it was a really entertaining game. Um, you know, the, the Padres had the opportunity to win Tatis Almost hit. He did hit a two-run homer, but he got robbed by Bellinger, which was what an insane grab. I don't know if you saw it or not. I checked out the highlights, but I saw that this morning. Did, yeah, he had to reach over the fence to to rob him of the two-run home run, and that would have given the uh, Padres the lead there. Um, yeah, that I did see that. That was insane. I saw that after the fact. And then just one quick note. I know we keep mentioning playoff Kershaw and how much he blows. He's uh, slowly getting into form here with uh, giving up two home runs in the sixth inning yesterday. So he's coming, folks. Yeah, back-to-back. If you think – yeah, it was back-to-back taters. So if you if yeah. you think that he's gotten over the hump or something, he's not. Next series – because I, I do think the Dodgers are going to win this series, but I do think in the in the CS we'll see vintage playoff Kershaw and he'll blow a game for him. Yeah, the, the, in fairness to him, the Padres probably – unless he, they play the Yankees in the World Series, the Padres have the best lineup he'll face all year. 
they just have people that absolutely just mash the ball. And the Padres did that against good pitching. Hey, the Braves, man, their their offense is firing on all cylinders right yeah, now. Yeah, their offense is good. I still I don't think it's as good as the Padres, but I guess that's up to um, it's just the opinion. I, I but I, I think the, yeah, it's fair. But again, I could see him just absolutely lighting up, like Kershaw just getting absolutely lit up in a game against the Braves. I just think that the Padres are the best offense he'll see. Their bullpen last night did and everything possible to try to lose that game. Uh, oh Kenley God. Jensen gave up a double, another double, a single, and then um, they had to pull him. And then Joe Kelly came on and gave up one run, and then they are finally able to close it out. That's yeah. I saw that they were the base. They had the bases chucked in the bottom of the ninth with two outs, yeah. and they're finally able to get him out. But yeah, yeah that that's a little scary. Yeah. Um, but I still think the Dodgers are going to win tonight and close out the series. Yeah, me too. Um, so before we get into it, the NBA real quickly, uh, we, French Open, the semis are set. So after all the weirdness, the, the, the final four are kind of, except for one, kind of people you'd expect. Um, so these are, games are both on Friday. The matches, I should say. It's uh, Titsipas versus Joker and Schwartzman versus Nadal. And I think this is chalk, but it's it, it's going to be Joker versus Nadal in the final. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm officially retiring from betting tennis because <laughs> I – I don't know how many in a row I've gotten wrong with tennis, especially with this French Open. It was really bad because there was so much pandemonium going on. It was like the NCAA basketball tournament in the first couple of rounds where it was just upset city everywhere. Um, obviously, they, like Matt said, it, it ended pretty chalky, um, but those first few rounds where you would think that you have the most success is, is where it was just madness. So I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know tennis well enough. Maybe I should do, start doing a little more research on it. But yeah, I mean, if from from these two matchups, it's it's pretty clear that it'll probably be Joker and Nadal in the French Open finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, above all the weirdness that happened, it still ended up with Joker and Nadal. So it, destiny all still comes all the same. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, all right. So NBA, we'll do a quick recap of the game four, and then we'll preview game five tomorrow. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm glad the Lakers won. It was it was an absolute dogfight. The game, I feel like there was at no the largest lead of the game happened when. Anthony Davis hit that three, I think, to go up nine at the end of the game. Yes, that was the largest lead. And then <laughs> Tyler Hero ruined the lives of many people because oh, that the spread cover. was seven and a half, and he hit that three to uh, put the game within six. And, I, I mean, just scrolling on Twitter and Instagram and, and any type of betting accounts um, after the game, everyone was just talking about that one shot which is <laughs> – it was very funny to me, but it's also heartbreaking. Oh, it's it's hilarious that, like – that that's generally why we don't mess with spread when we do our locks because that can happen. Like, that would – I mean, I guess it was a close game, so I guess you can't really say that they, like, should have covered. But, I mean, they would have covered if Tyler Hero just didn't take a last-second three, if he just – if he instead just let the clock run out instead of trying to, you know, pad his playoff stats, which I don't really blame him for that. Get, get all the stats you can because at the end of the day – People are just going to see how many points he had, and no one's going to care that one happened in garbage time. Um, but yeah, that's generally why we don't. Whenever we choose a lock, lower that spread. Let's not mess with spreads. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's exactly what we did, which was lowered it down to minus three yeah. instead of seven and a half. So we will take it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, this I thought I, don't know, I thought this was a really ugly game. I think at one point the Lakers missed like their first like five or seven threes in the fourth quarter, something like that. I forget the exact number, but they just could not buy a bucket in the fourth. They came out looking so uninterested and looking like they didn't want to be there. I was shocked. 
I thought this would be like they would race to start that game and it would just be a blitz in the beginning and, and they would put the, the heat away quick because obviously the heat were still banged up. Uh, Bam's coming back off an injury, but he played really well. He looked really good coming off that injury. Um, you know, Jimmy was still kind of their steady man, but after a while, LeBron basically was like, I'm guarding him. And for the most part, shut him down you know he didn't allow him to get into a flow he still had what like 24 points or something like that but um lebron definitely mitigated his playmaking abilities and and kind of like running the offense through him i mean good for lebron and when lebron wants to d up somebody he will so yeah just uh, like jamal murray yeah exactly jamal murray to end the series last week or last series um but yeah i mean at this point, I think it's it's 3-1. Obviously, the Lakers are going to win. It's just a matter of in how many games. I think they're going to wrap it up tomorrow, but we'll get in that, into that tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, I thought Bam looked good. Uh, he, he definitely still – there's something up – still something up with his shoulder. He, I mean, even though he did look good – Oh, still, of course. There's still times when he, like, walked off the court and just, like, something didn't look right. And they haven't really announced what the injury is. Like, they say it's neck, but it looks like it's, like, his shoulder, which I guess it could all, it could all be connected. Um, right. But, yeah, I mean, not, two days off I think will help both teams. I think LeBron, I think, just looks – him and Anthony Davis look like they're gassed. With rightfully so because they're both carrying pretty much, pretty much the entire offensive load except for – Their offense stinks. Their team's so bad other than those two players. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the difference in what it comes down to is just, well, players make open shots or not. They, like, in games one and two they did. In games three and four they didn't. They were still able to win game four. But if, like – KCP played fine, but Danny Green's horrendous. He, I don't give, even get why he's on a basketball court anymore. Um, yeah, neither do I. He can't shoot. And I get like Mark and, Marcus Morris and, um, and Kuzma are so hit or miss that like literally Keith, you can. Keith. Yeah, sorry, Markeith. I always mix those two up. Yeah, I mean, they're the same person. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, they are twins. Um, but yeah, I, it really just depends on their, are, their, are their role players going to make their open shots or not. If, if yes, Lakers win. If no, possibly Lakers loss. Luckily, they were able to, clo- like, they were able to win game four because their defense was just amazing. And they, he really couldn't get anything going on offense. But, yeah, it, it is concerning their offense. Yeah, one thing to note is that Lakers are 12-0 and now. This playoffs one leading after one quarter. So that's uh, – they were up after one in um, the last game. So that was good in game four. Um, and that's something that we'll pay attention to. And they're also 56-0 and this season when leading after three. And I think it's going back to Cleveland days – LeBron is, I think, like 124 and one when leading after three. So if they're leading after one and if they're leading after three, then there's a 99.9999% chance that they will win the game. So that's something to keep in mind, too, if the game's close tomorrow. Yeah. So if they're leading after one, live bet the Lakers to win. And then if they're leading after three, double whatever you put in after one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah, we'll do. uh... We'll do we'll like I'll do the preview and everything tomorrow, game five on Friday. Um, so we'll move on to the NFL. Um, but before we get into the Thursday night game, I wanted to have a quick discussion on your thoughts on the benching of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to feel honestly. I'm, I, I, I see both sides of the coin here. Um, you know the first side being kind of Dwayne's side and, and why he shouldn't have been benched. Um, he looked good against the Ravens. Granted, good for him means different uh, is very different for for him compared to other quarterbacks. 
Um, what the Washington football team wanted to see was progress. And I think he showed progress against the Ravens, albeit it wasn't that much. He didn't throw a pick. Um, you know, he, he looked a little better uh, just playing against obviously one of the better defenses in the league. He looked a little more comfortable. You know, it's something to, to take into consideration that there was no training camp for him to kind of get, this, get these kinks out and, and learn this new offense under Ron Rivera. Um, no preseason to be able to get those practice reps. So you really got to think that, okay, like these are kind of his tune-up games as well. So after four games, I don't know, might be a little unfair to bench him. Uh, But then on the flip side, at this point, which I think is stupid, Ron Rivera did say this. He said that if we were, you know, if we had the same record that we did now and there was a team in the conference who was 4-0, then it's a different story. But he said, we legitimately have a chance to win this division now, which, pff, get out of here. I, I hate that he said that, but of course he has to. And, and that's the thing. Rivera's never been one to tank. He's always going to, through the last game, I don't I don't think he's someone to tank. And, and I honestly do think that Kyle Allen is probably just because he has a better grip on the offense. Um, he has – Probably he's probably would play better than Dwayne Haskins. So I understand on Ron Rivera's end why he's doing it because for him, a head coach main objective is to win right now. They have an opportunity to win the division because they, although the Eagles are in the first uh, place team, they're only half a game behind them at this point. Um, and they hold the tiebreaker on the Eagles because they beat them in week one. So, I get both sides of the coin. Um, I mean, Dwayne Haskins stinks, and I never really thought he was going to be our, our quarterback of the future anyways. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens. I don't, I don't want them to win the division, so I, I would rather them just tank and get a better draft pick. But Because even if they won the division, it's not like it's going to lead to anything. So, it's tough. I would say I wish they just kept him in just because that way they'll most likely lose more games. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of bush league. Um, it'd be it'd be different if if Jared or Jared Allen, if Kyle Allen was some young prospect that has like yeah. potential that isn't quite ready. But like, he's played in the offense for the what the past two years, and Dwayne Haskins didn't even get an off. He got four games and no offseason yep. to learn an yep. entirely new offense. So like, of course, Kyle Allen is going to look better in practice. Like, he's had two years of experience with it, um, and like. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It really doesn't seem fair to me that they only gave him four games. Like, um, I mean, he, he granted he didn't play that great in really any of them. He had some moments against the Eagles. Like he didn't turn the ball over. He did like, he did what he needed to do in a short field to win um, against the Browns. I mean, there, he had like two decent drives where he got, I think the pretty sure the Washington football team had the lead against the Browns in the fourth quarter of that game. And then just the wheels fell off. And then, like, who's expecting them to beat the Ravens? So, of all the games you yeah. bench them after, it shouldn't be after you playing the, one of the top two or three Yeah, teams. the thing the thing that I don't understand is last week, prior to the Ravens game, he said, you know, he's our quarterback. We're going to roll with him, whatever. You know, I had a talk with him, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're rolling with him. And then just this next week, he benches him. So, yeah, I do think it is a little Bush League by Rivera, too. I agree with you on that. Um, but – that's why it makes me feel like there's something else that obviously the media doesn't know that happened because he didn't just get benched and moved to the second string quarterback. He's now third string as in yeah. Rivera doesn't want him on the field at all whatsoever. So I do think that there's something else because it was such an abrupt thing too. Um, it, I, 
just happening on on Tuesday randomly. Um, I I do think that there's something that the media doesn't know that happened in house. Maybe Dwayne is just you know character wise just is telling them that they can like suck his nuts or whatever. But I don't know. I I I do think that there's something else to this that that made Rivera make it such a make such a drastic move and, and move him like I said not even to second string but to third string behind Alex Smith who has one broken leg yeah yeah who Alex Smith who's I, a peg leg all the props to him for rehab and all that stuff but he should not step on the football field and play a snap ever again and right that's now that's terrifying that he is literally one snap away I was yeah I was just gonna say that he's literally one snap away um yeah I don't know it's uh I guess if something comes out then I'll change my mind but I just think that Ron Rivera is like I, it'd be, I don't know it's just like Wanting to win the division obviously is a good thing because, like, the whole point is you play to win the game. But yeah, exactly. But like from his perspective, he's not—he's his first year as it's it, he's in his first year as head coach, so it's not like he needs he to has win. His grace period, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And every, I think everyone accepts that. Like, yeah, like, like you're gonna win or you're gonna lose with Dwayne Haskins, and either way, you're gonna know at the end of this year. And I guess I never really was confident in him. I don't. I wasn't. I didn't think he was gonna show anything, but. Like if you're benching him after struggling for four games after not having an entire off season to learn an entirely new offense, I, I just think that's Bush league. And like you said, unless there's something else where he just like is uncoachable and he's a character risk, but he hasn't right. really come across anything like that. He seems like humble and like a, and then he's like coachable and like an easy or easy. Yeah, I know. That's why it's die. just right. I I don't know. I'm 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 torn. I mean, I know he's not the quarterback of the future, so it's like why waste your time? But. At the same time, just neither let him is Ky- neither is Kyle season. Allen. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. If it was like exactly. Tua or something, that would be an entirely different story. But you're like, oh you, yeah, you know for a fact Kyle Allen's not the. I mean, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year in that same offense. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Anyway, that's that's enough Washington football team talk for the day. Um, yeah. I just want to get deserve your, that much airtime. Yeah, I just want to get your thoughts on it. Um, all right. So the game tonight, uh, Thursday night game, the Bucks and Bears. It's home game for the bears bucks at the yep. bears um bucks are three and a half point favorites they're minus 190 the bears are plus 163 and the over under is 44 and a half yeah so i think that the bucks should win this pretty easy um i think that they cover although i feel uh, uh i think it started at like five and a half or six yeah it went down and people were just buying 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 um, the bears spread there. So it's down now to three and a half, which I think is about right. Um, I, I think they'll win by, you know, like 24, 28 or, or 28, 21, something around there. Um, well, actually, I don't know, man. I, the over under, I think this is under, I, yeah, I, don't really I was going to say, I mean, Nick Foles, the bears couldn't move the ball last week against the Colts. And I think the Colts have a really good defense. I think people don't really realize how good their defense is, but the bucks have a good defense too. And yeah, and this, I know Nick Foles more than I know my own family. And this is not going to be, this is not a Nick Foles game. He, they're still, they're three, they're too good. They're three and one. And it's not the end of the year where they, like, he needs to just pull out his BDM and then just light up defenses. It's not, it's not going to happen yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, the, I think the Bucks win three and a half. Um, I think they'll probably win by like a field goal or more. I would be comfortable with the, I'd probably buy half a point and take it at three if I were to bet the spread. Um, cause they should win even, even though like they're pretty banged up, which I think they win regardless of it, but the injuries are still concerning. Um, so Godwin's out, Chris Godwin's out and Evans and Scotty Miller are both questionable while Fournette's doubtful. And then this is with OJ Howard out for the year. 
Yeah, um, it's their offense is clearly depleted, but then again, you have Brady coming off a five touchdown comeback game. I don't expect those types of numbers again, but I do think he'll have a good night. Um, one thing to note, he's also nine and one all time on Thursday night and five and zero all time against the Bears. So, I think that'll bode well for him. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And I mean, those same players were hurt last week, and Brady lit up a better Chargers defense for five touchdowns. Yeah. Right. So unless Scotty Miller and Evans are more hurt tonight than they were on Sunday, uh, I think that he, he he's – I don't think he's going to get five, but the, uh, no. the potential is there for him to have a multi-touchdown game. Yes, I agree. I, I like I like him to have at least two. I, I want I want two. So, I mean, I revise my, my 28 to 24 or whatever, 28 to 21. I think, I think it will end up like 20 to 13, maybe 14, yeah. something like that. I don't see the Bears scoring over 20 points. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like, you know, the, even though Fournette's going to be out and McCoy, he doesn't really play anyway for the bucks. Uh, Ronald Jones second. He, he should have a good game. He had a good game last week. Uh, although he can't catch and, and Brady probably hates him for that. Um, I think that he will will fare well against the Bears running defense and and I think that's one thing to keep in mind too. Yeah, the Bears have a top 7 top 5 passing defense but like a only they're, they have a middle of of the pack running defense. Um Ronald Jones makes me nervous cuz I really think that his team hates him. I just think that they don't have an option. I think like Fournette's hurt so they're like whatever we have to play him. But like there's nothing Brady hates more than when he can't trust their running back out of the backfield. So he'll probably have a good game today but I think that when McCoy and Fournette are healthy I think that Ronald Jones is going to get benched. And I think that they want Fournette to take over the backfield. Um, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that hundred percent. Yeah. So this is Although, more of a, of a future thing than tonight's game. I think he'll be good in tonight's game. Yeah. Uh, He's sorry. actually going to be my fantasy pick. Yeah. Mine's going to be Scotty Miller. He's, he said a good game. Okay. Every, time, every time I picked him, I'm going to just ride with it until he has any reason not to. Nice. Do it. Um, but all right. So yeah, we both have the bucks covering at least three, maybe not three and a half uh, winning. Obviously that means the winning outright. And we both have under 44 and a half. Correct. Cool. All right. So for picks of the day, lock bucks, uh, let's not overthink it. Yep. I'm good with bucks money line. One ninety is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I thought it'd be a little higher, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, for dog of the day, like we said before, we're going to wait until the pitchers are announced. So we have all of the odds in front of us. So that will be coming out on social. Um, yeah, you can uh, you can hear Carson squeaking that toy. So he's I busy at work. I was going to say you, he's busy at work trying to figure out what dog we're gonna we're picking for today. Yeah, I was, was wondering if you guys have, if you guys could hear if you could hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, at first I thought you were you were getting lucky or something, and I was like, "There's no way." But um, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's definitely Carson. He's he's doing his research and and uh, he's he's trying to let us know which ones he thinks is good. But we'll we'll get that to you guys a little later today. Yeah, I mean, hey, since Carson's come back from training. We've gotten all our, we've gotten, um, I guess Sunday we had wrong. I don't know if we're counting that for this week or last week, but the past two, he's gotten right. Yeah, that's true. Um, cool. Anyway, so for player prop, uh, there's a couple here that we like. Uh, Nick Foles over 0.5 interceptions at minus 182. Um, I love Nick Foles. Like he's my family, but he's he's prone to throw an interception because he loves throwing those 50-50 balls. And sometimes those get intercepted. If those get intercepted, sorry. Um, but <laughs> minus 182 is not great odds for a player prop. Um, Brady over one and a half taters at minus 137. He's done that in every game except for one this year. And last game, he just had five. So I like that one as well. 
Yeah, uh, another one I personally like was Ronald Jones to score at any time, which is minus 162, a little higher as well. But, yeah, I know that you're not a huge Ronald Jones fan. Um, I think that they should give him some goal line work tonight. But, yeah, there's always a wild card factor of, uh, you know, if they get to the red zone and are inside the five like that, giving him goal line touches. You mean he had, what, over 100 yards but no no touchdowns last week. So, yeah they can easily not give him the ball in that sense. And then also Scotty Miller over 46 and a half yards. That's at minus 143, minus 143, excuse me. And I mean, I like that one as well. I know yeah. that you're, you're high on him too, but um, for me, I think that I'm most comfortable with the Brady over one and a half. Yeah. I, I like the Brady one. I mean, I like all these. I'd be comfortable with all of these. Um, the Scotty Miller one, he's done that in every game except for one. And the one game he missed, he he dropped like a wide open touchdown pass that would have hit the over. Uh, obviously, dropping passes is bad, but it just means he's getting the opportunity. Um, yeah. But you, you might have talked me into Ronald Jones scoring because, you know, last week Brady had five and Ronald Jones had zero. So you figure that's going to even out and maybe Brady will have two or three this week and Ronald Jones will have one. So both the Brady one and a half and the Ronald Jones to score I like. Because okay, if you're the goal line back for a Tom Brady-led offense, you're going to have chances. And yeah, that's granted, a lot of those – I mean, Mike Evans has, what, five touchdowns in four games this year, and I think three of those have come at the one-yard line, so he's also getting goal line work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Brady over one and a half is your favorite. I like that one as well, so we can officially go with that. Cool. But uh, for the honeypot, uh, the other three I really, I really like. Yeah, for sure. So then for game prop, to wrap it up, we, we both like the under for the Bears and Bucks game, under 44 and a half at minus 115. Um, and then also bears themselves under 20 and a half at minus 129. Yeah. I like both of those. Um, I think they're both going to hit. I think they're, they're both going to hit comfortably. So if you have a favorite, we can go with that. Um, let's go. Let's go the total under 44 and a half. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah. Last time we should have just gone with the total under for the NBA game, but we didn't. So but let's write that wrong this time. Yeah, so if you're a betting man, go go the uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game, the game prop is the only one that we don't have a good record on. The other one we have, yeah. we have a very good record, but the game prop, we just can't, we just can't just quite for whatever it out. reason. Yeah, yeah, maybe we need to get another pet and and have them start picking our game prop. Yeah, like a fish or something. Yeah, I like that. Um, the guinea guinea pig game prop. I don't know something. <laughs> I could Carson get, yeah. probably eat the guinea pig though. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. he's finally laying down now he's i think he after playing with those toys he finally he got the uh he he input all the information for the dogs now he's laying down calibrating everything all right so we'll, yeah hopefully we'll have that for you guys soon yes um but for our official picks as of the other three lock bucks at minus 190 just the straight money line the player prop is brady over one and a half touchdowns at minus 137 and those are passing touchdowns so if he has a rushing one that wouldn't count just to confirm and then the game prop is the, the Thursday night game bears bucks under 44 and a half total points at minus minus one fifteen. Yeah. Looks good. So hopefully three, and know, hopefully four, and know, once we get some more information from Carson and, and again, we'll push that dog out to you guys as soon as we figure out what we want to do here. But um, other than that, I think we're, we're good to go for today. Yeah. Happy betting. We'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow with, um, with our NBA finals, hopefully last game preview pod. Yeah. All right, so happy betting, happy watching, and until tomorrow, bears out. Peace.